Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mike Force Podcast. Ah, back on the podcast. Guess what, guys? I want to give you a little secret. I want to tell you a little secret I've been keeping. No more ads. That's right. No more reading. But wait, there's more. But first, none of that. Now, is that smart? I don't know. But here's the difference. You guys support us because you support Philcraft Survival, you support Black Rifle Coffee Company, and you support the Mike Force Podcast by listening. That's enough value for me. You want to support me, support the companies that I'm affiliated with. Support Philcraft Survival, a preparedness company preparing you for the worst case scenario and everything in between. You want to support me in this podcast, support Black Rifle Coffee. I talked about this in an earlier segment about capitalism. The great thing about being an American is you have the freedom of choice, and that's impactful. You have more options than anybody else on the planet Earth, and I'm a capitalist. I'm also a libertarian. I believe in freedom, freedom of movement, of speech, to bear arms, all the constitutional rights that have been given to us by the benefit of being born in this great country. And so when it comes to my consumer options, I'm choosing the best companies that are value propositioned and aligned with my ideals and my values. And so when I go to a coffee shop or when I go to um, pull a coffee cup out of my cupboard, I'm drinking Black Rifle coffee. Um, and so should you. So should you. But I love the fact that we don't have to do ad reads. I, oh, man, I love Shapiro, man. But when he goes into that segment, he could be talking about the most serious thing on the planet Earth. And then he goes, but first, I think it's comical, but I don't know. I'm just not a fan of uh, ad reads. And I'm glad you guys support our companies and support what we do. So that's all I need from you guys. Hey, we were talking about doing a new segment for Mike Force. And I realized after A-B testing it and doing a whole bunch of evaluation, I want these podcasts to be referenceable like a library. When the Google machine goes down, I want you to be able to go into the library, pick up a tangible piece of information. The good thing about podcasts is you could download them. And so if these podcasts are benefiting you and you download them on your phone, as long as you have power linked to that, you could use, I don't know, Goal Zero, um, you could use uh, Zamp, uh, Solar Power, and you can still run that phone and reference that material, which is the audible form of this, unless you are into some weird stuff and you could get it um, outlined in text. Um, you can get it transcribed. Um, but I like that. And, and news cycles are rapid. We don't have the audience for it. That's another thing. But what I will do is give you a couple segments of the news as pertinent to kind of my life. My life is preparedness because I own a company called Philcraft Survival. So we'll talk about those things. January 6th, it's upon us. If it's not today, it's yesterday. January 6th, what liberal media would call the insurrection. It's not an insurrection. Um, let me tell you about how this transpired with me last year because I was in the middle of this heated debate about what do we do? How do we fight back? I don't like the fact that Americans compromised the integrity of our government and pushed through security that are citizens, American citizens, people who put on their clothes, their uniforms, their boots, and go to work every single day and bust their ass. I didn't like that. I don't like seeing that. It reminds me of uh, countries that I've been in that have cooed. But is it always necessary to live in this tranquil utopia or what we think is a utopia. No, sometimes you got to fight back. I think there's smarter tactics in fighting back like legislation, like your vote, like peaceful protest. But the media will tell you this was an insurrection because people compromised the building. And yes, there were people who beat officers, but nobody died. I, I thought that was a rumor. When I heard that, I was like, Certainly people died. No, nobody died. One person died. 
a young female who was shot and killed by a state uh, capital police officer when she was trying to breach the door. She was shot and killed. I've seen a news uh, interview with that guy, and he was like a hero. She was unarmed. Can you imagine if that was a BLM protester? Can you imagine if she was African-American? What we're not talking about is the BLM and Antifa protest that burned our country to the ground where dozens of people were murdered. People were dragged out of their cars and beaten to death. Even African-Americans. That happened. That's, that's not uh, fiction. That's fact. The fact is nobody died on January 6th. I looked at all the autopsy reports that were released by the media. And USA Today, an article in USA Today, it talked about specifically who was killed and how they died. You know how they died? Heart attacks, drug overdoses. Were there officers that were beat? Yes. Insurrection is like a deliberate attack, coordinated attack. Nobody was even armed in the insurrection in air quotes. I won't spend too much time dwelling on that, but it, it sickens me that the media continues to talk about this like it's the most impactful event that's ever happened in our nation, and it shouldn't be highlighted that way. More importantly and more significant is the violence that was accepted by our country, justified by politicians, by governors, by mayors, even sheriffs and chiefs of police. That's sickening. That makes me sick. I'll move on. You guys see about that uh, fire in Boulder County in Boulder, Colorado? Insanity. But here's one thing I'm never surprised by. I'm never surprised by Mother Nature and the catastrophes that could happen to you in an instance because of environmental factors that are outside of our control. We want control. We think we control the universe. We're control freaks in America. But you can't control Mother Nature. You could try to predict it, forecast it, but that's about it. Hurricane force winds blew a small fire, which the origins are still being investigated. A thousand homes burned. I think last time I checked, they discovered that there's three people missing, one person they found alive and well, and two are still missing. I believe they're elderly. How nobody else was killed is a miracle. But I received several DMs, direct messages, and emails, and even text from people in that area who were grossly affected and thankful for Philcraft Survival, my company, because they learned. They learned about getting off the X. They learned about carrying a mobility pack in their car with essentials. They learned about planning and preparation. One guy told me, he said, he heard it on the scanner, the police scanner. He immediately went home, grabbed his bag his dog, his kid, his wife, and he broke contact and he fought off the X. Not physically fought, but he fought because he executed his plan. And about an hour and a half out, he discovered his entire neighborhood burned to the ground. We even reached out to see if he needed help. He's got extended family that he's depending on and leaning on. But that's how Mother Nature works. Recently in Virginia, 26 hours Traffic was gridlocked and locked down. Insanity. People were struggling to survive. You should hear the stories. I don't think they're funny, but I think they're ridiculous. People breaking apart insulation in their vehicles, trying to stay warm. People submitting because they wanted to get help from first responders. That never came. They eventually came. But there, even if they came, there's not enough first responders to handle hundreds or thousands of people who are stranded on a highway because of a storm. Let me clue you in for those who don't understand what happened. But 26 hours, these guys, these people got locked down on this freeway because of tractor trailers that were in accidents that pinned the road, blocked the road where they couldn't get around them. So instead of being creative and working through the problem set and removing those semi-trucks as a team, just like what happened in Atlanta years ago where 
an inch of ice locked down the entire highway. People submitted, waiting for somebody to come rescue them. You are your own first response, people. Have a plan. One of the things we just recently uh, released in content, the mobility loadout system, mobility bags that have survival, med, first aid. You got to think about that stuff, guys. Fuel, super important. Why? Your vehicle is your generator. It's also your shelter. Outside of uh, not breathing, shelter or the lack of shelter and exposure to the elements and hypothermia, typically, it's not usually hot weather that kills you. It's usually the cold weather that kills you. You need shelter. We are weak. Americans are weak. We're comfortable in this complacent state of freedom, which is great. I think it's amazing. It's great. But we need to do better. Have a plan. Prepare. Rehearse. Prepare. And then thrive. You don't need to survive. Some of these stories that came out of that situation are ridiculous. It drives me insane. Please be better prepared. Go train with Phil Craft Survival. PhilCraftSurvival.com. Please do that. Some of the good news stories coming out of American Contingency. Amazing. If you guys didn't know it, we have a community group, American Contingency. The membership is $5 a month. I'll put that out there right out the gate. I I hear complaints um, all over the place like, you guys are, are charging a lot of... Five dollars? What? You just bought a candy bar and a monster energy drink. Hope, hopefully a ready-to-drink uh, 300 milligrams of caffeine from Black Rifle Coffee. Man, I love that one. You just bought a drink and a candy bar and paid $5. And it's $5 a month. That's how much membership is for AmericanContingency.com. American Contingency is a community-based platform that allows you to build and group like-minded individuals to depend on each other in real life. This isn't a virtual app. This is like you find a group and you go meet with them and you train with them and you network with them and you reallocate your assets into a pool of like-minded people to depend on, to lean on. We need that in our lives. Please check it out. Omicron is in the news. Um, Man, I will tell you, the liberal media does not want COVID to die. I just got uh, reported from a highway patrol academy that we were going to train at that we can't train there now because the head shed doesn't want anybody to come out because all the cadets at at the highway patrol for this particular state came down with COVID. I'm assuming it's the Omicron variant because every single person is vaccinated. So what does it look like now when you got the vaccination, you got the booster, which I'm not anti-vax. I actually, I'm actually pro-vax. I think everybody should get vaccinated if right for you. That's the difference. You're talking to somebody who got the anthrax vaccination, the anthrax vaccination. I'm not against vaccines, but I ain't taking it. You know why? Because I've had COVID. I've probably had the Delta variant. It feels like it. And I most certainly have likely in recent, maybe even now, I'm positive for Omicron. But I don't, I, I, I'm not going to take it because I believe in natural immunity. I'm healthy. I'm fairly young. And I'm not anybody, I'm not around anybody who has compromised immunity. So why we are losing our minds over Omicron, it's starting to come unravel. Like Chicago, for example, the most liberal mayor in the United States comes out and attacks, uh, rightfully so, attacks the teachers' union because 90% of the teachers don't want to go back to work because they think it's too dangerous because of COVID. Ridiculous. Redonkulous. It's insane. You know what's worse than getting COVID? All the psychological issues, the mental health issues that we're literally breeding our children in. Brewing a recipe for disaster. They're already behind. They're two years behind. And now we don't want to give them an education in person? Ridiculous. Fire all those teachers. Find teachers who want to go to work. If you could point to the science, anybody, that children are grossly affected by COVID, please do so. 
but you can't. The CDC has even put it out. And so now these teachers don't want to go to work. Why? Because they're lazy. That's why. But that's what we're dealing with in this new, bizarro world that we live in. How do we address it? How would I address it? I'd pull my damn children out of that um, uh, school. I don't want my cho- children educated in a school where I, ta- I pay taxpayer dollars. I'll homeschool. They're going to be at home anyway. I'll figure out the path. This dependency on government, this crutch of the government creating dependency of people because of welfare, because of handouts, this is what you get, people. You, you voted for it. I didn't vote for it, certainly. I live in a free state of Utah for now until the politics change and you'll see me uproot and move everything. My company, my family, my friends, everything. So far, so good. Big shout out to Heber City, Utah. Big fan of Utah. Rally update, guys. Oof, oof, oof. So I went to Team O'Neill. It was a good time. Had an excellent time at Team O'Neill. Uh, Team O'Neill is a rally race car school in New Hampshire. Big shout out to uh, Schilling Brewing Company, one of my favorite brewing companies. Great food. Um, Littleton, New Hampshire. Uh, great beer. Hazy IPA off the chain. I recommend it. Please go there. Check it out. But um, going through this adventure that is becoming a professional rally race car driver, the question should be why, Mike? Like, why would you do that? Well, why would I not do that? Look, I, I got one life to live, guys. I've lived several chapters of my life, and I'm not willing to submit. I get up every single day motivated to live. And I want to do epic shit with my life. And so should you. I don't want to blow smoke up your ass, but maybe you need smoke blown up your ass to get off your ass and do something about it. So I want to be a professional rally race car driver. In the great outdoors, time trialed, competing against the clock, which I love. Navigating. You got a co-driver. It's like a shooter spotter relationship, like a sniper. I feel like a sniper again because I'm the monkey on the wheel, like the monkey on the gun. I'm the monkey on the wheel. You need the pro navigating you. That's how it works. In the backcountry of the most beautiful states in America, American Rally Association. I'll be racing there. Six races I'll do this year. Super pumped about it. I cannot wait. Big shout out to Black Rifle Coffee Company for the sponsorship. We've got a couple sponsors lining out. I won't announce anybody because we haven't sealed the deal yet. But you'll catch me in Austin, Texas at Texas Dave's location. Rally ready. Rally school. I'll be training there in Austin, Texas. You should go and visit. Rally ready is a, a great establishment. Bucky and, and Dave and all the crew at Rally ready. I'll be training there and working um, up through the ranks of what Rally is. Talk to Vermont Sports Car, who represents Ken Block and Travis Estrana and Brandon. Uh, great team. I just don't know if I can afford it. They're, they're looking for a car for me now, um, but I want to start grassroots. We'll start off at the bottom and work our way up one step at a time. Um, likely going to run a naturally aspirated. Subaru in this event, and I'm pumped about it, man. Uh, trying to establish relationships with sponsors and everything else, it's really cool. I'll probably fundraise, crowdsource fundraise. You can stay tuned for that. Sponsorship on the hood of my rig, of my Subaru, uh, with graphic signatures. I want to be creative, guys. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to put it out that if you donate $100, I will put your signature on the hood of my sponsored rally car because I want community buy-in. I love that idea. I do it at Philcraft Survival uh, on my wall for everybody who trains with us, and I'm going to do it most certainly on my rally car. I think it's super cool to do that. I just want, I love being part of the community and people being part of that experience. I'm going to be capturing all that content for Philcraft Survival in my personal YouTube. Go to YouTube. Mike Glover Actual is my YouTube, my personal YouTube. You can go there and sign up. Um, 
I don't, I don't think it's signing up. I think you subscribe or something. Hit notifications, do that bell thing. Um, but also, I'm going to do content for Black Rifle Coffee Company. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm pumped about it. It's all the things in preparedness, the planning, the preparation, and it's a living example of it. I'm stoked. If you haven't heard, on my Mike Glover Actual on YouTube, I am doing a new show for 2022 called Combat Reacts. So what I've noticed about a lot of Reacts videos is you got a lot of people talking about things they're analyzing, which is entertaining, no judgment there. But I want the narration of the experts sometimes. Entertainment's fun. You ever seen that show Hot Ones? You should watch it. It's amazing. They do interviews, but they're eating chicken wings with hot sauce. And they scale up the hot sauce as they're asking the questions. Great show. Um, Gordon Ramsay is on there. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, I love it. Let me get some of this coffee. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. Combat Reacts. And also the story behind the war photo. I did that successfully on Philcraft Survival's YouTube. Um, but I have a ton of war photos that I want to talk about. And I'll be doing that. Also, if you haven't seen, on February 5th, from 8 to 4, and then dinner from 6 to 7.30, myself, Andy Stumpf, and Jack Carr will be hosting a professional development, pro-dev, leadership and entrepreneurship workshop. I'm stoked for it. Um, growing up in business, I understand the grind because I saw it in my mom every single day, busting her ass to make a living. She's still doing that. Miwa's Beauty Salon and Spa um, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. M-I-H-W-A-S. Go get a haircut. Go get your feet done. Your feet did. And go get a massage. Not that kind of massage, weirdos. It's my mom. Come on. Um, I grew up in entrepreneurship. So I want to give back and help young entrepreneurs, old entrepreneurs who are trying to start a business and utilize subject, host subject matter experts like Jack Carr and Annie Stump's profound realm of life experience in leadership and entrepreneurship. If you don't know who Annie Stump is, former Navy SEAL officer and enlisted, served in de development group and other SEAL teams, successful entrepreneur that owns the Cleared Hot podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, a pilot, wingsuit flyer, base jumper. I mean, what does this guy not do? Ruggedly handsome, jujitsu, um, great dude. And, and one of my uh, best friends, just a great, solid human being. I love Andy. Jack Carr, New York Times bestseller, like number one bestseller with a terminal list. Um, I don't like fiction until I read his books, and I love it. Um, Chris Pratt is playing the character James Reese, um, dropping on, uh, I believe it's Amazon. If I get that wrong, it's probably Hulu, but it's, I believe it's Amazon. And the Terminal List, the show, or the movie, I'm not sure how they're rolling it out. I think it's a series. Super stoked about that. Navy SEAL commander and officer um, and world-famous author. Just a great human being as well. So, um, a man I highly respect. Even though these are my peers, I highly respect him. And you guys know my background. Special operations. Special forces sergeant major. CIA contractor. Got a degree in crisis management and homeland security. Counterterrorism expert. Um, and own a Philcraft survival in Heber City and North Carolina. Um, we teach preparedness. Uh, we offer training all over the country. And we have a community effort called American Contingency on the .com that you could visit and learn more about. Um, I want to get to a few of your questions before I kick up the, the bulk of this podcast, which I won't spend too much time on, but it's the finishing up on self-defense. That's super important for me to mention because um, I want to delineate the difference between self-defense or individual defense. Defense are in and around a vehicle, we'll call it vehicle defense, and home defense. Very different, and we'll finish up that podcast. If you haven't heard the podcast before this one, please do that, because it will make sense and 
putting it together. Let's get to uh, some of your questions. What I like doing in these podcasts where I ask you questions is I ask them on, on my Instagram. I have two Instagrams because one is shadow banned immensely because I post nothing but gun stuff and, and stuff that's controversial, like talking about reality, like how COVID-19 is driving people insane and the policy is bad and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I have, that's on Mike.a.glover, Mike.a.glover or Mike Glover Actual. That's at for uh, Instagram. And then you can go to MikeGloverActual.com and then see all the stuff that we're doing or that I'm doing personally. So let's get to it. Um, how do you deal with the liability of tactical training? It's easy, guys. Lawyers. <laughs> I mean that. Uh, it used to be insurance only because lawyers were expensive until I scaled my business and realized as you scale, you are more liable and you got to have the right team of lawyers. I'm dealing right now with a, a, a whack subcontractor who said he did some stuff. He didn't do anything really. And he's expecting like this gross settlement of money. And I don't like to be ripped off. So I'm going to sue. I'm going to counter sue, actually. Um, I, I can't mention the name or the company. I, I wish I could because I would love nothing better than to communicate about this individual and his company and how grossly unethical he is. But I won't because I'm a decent human being. I don't get bogged down with these things. I really don't even take it personal because people suck. Uh, you deal with that all the time. But for the people who suck, you know, you know, you're going to, for the, for the 10 people that suck, you're going to meet 90 people who are rad. I'm all about the rad human beings and the 10 people that suck. I got lawyers to clean that up. Uh, I don't even need to be involved. Um, I could handle my own, but lawyers and insurance and waivers is what you need to do to make sure you limit your liability. What made you want to get into rally? Was it black rifle coffee company? Um, so this is a true story. I didn't even know Black Rival Coffee Company was doing rally. I saw JT posting about it, like some rally stuff. I just never connected the dots because I didn't know they had a rally team. And uh, me and Evan are good friends. Me and Evan Haver are very good friends. He's one of the uh, most highly respected special operations veterans I know in my community of special operations guys before the company existed. Um, so when I started pursuing rally, I grew up in a motorsports family, not like racing because we grew up in trailer parks in, in uh, North Carolina and, and Florida, but watching motorsports and being addicted to the culture that I believed was rooted in American culture. So I was going to do a rally car because I, the East African Safari, um, all of these cool things that were going on throughout the world, Group B back in the day. Even Baja 1000. I was supposed to race years ago in Baja, but one of the guys on my team broke his shoulder, so we couldn't do it. Um, two years ago, I announced that I was going to build a rally car, Porsche 911 SC, and COVID messed that up. I mean, COVID shut down that business. I was going to get a roll cage installed, and it just never worked out, and that's okay. So when I announced recently I was going to get involved in rally, because of all the elements of preparedness and tell that story. Cause I want to motivate you guys to get off your ass and get involved in rally because it truly is a grassroots motorsports. Um, I, I started seeing stuff from black rifle and realized, Oh, whoa, 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 these guys are getting involved and made some phone calls, talked to Evan was like, let's do this. And so I'm doing it, but no, that wasn't the original intent. Um, let's see this. WRX rally projections, you going to run it mildly built or just jump it wild with upgrade? So as a rookie, as a new guy, I got to run naturally aspirated. So that's what I'm going to start out with. And then uh, advance as I scale. Look, my thing is um, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Some guys go fast and they crash. I'm going to go fast, but not be the fastest. But I'm going to weigh accuracy over speed, if that makes sense. If you could only have one more item added to your survival bag, night vision or silencer, what would it be? Silencer. I said this in my story when I was talking about um, answering these questions. 
most of my memories in combat are in black and green. Uh, we didn't have white FOSS when I was in, until the tail end of my career. But um, I'm big on the advantages of night vision because when you own the night, you own the war. And unfortunately, with Afghanistan and Biden's poor policy, um, now there's terrorists out there who are going to likely try to own the war. Uh, we got other tactics for them, but um, I would choose night vision. Silencers aren't even silent. I mean, it's not even a, it's not even a thing. Like I mostly use silencers, suppressors on my gun to reduce muzzle flash, because if I'm running night vision, and I have a suppressor on, I don't want a big flash of light. So they're they're synonymous. If you run an infrared light source on your gun and you have night vision goggles, you need to run both. But in the question, I would certainly choose night vision over a silencer. Um, can you do a video on your range bag setup and what you bring to range? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, overlanding in Maine versus Utah, big rigs are difficult in tight woods and few parks to access. Good point. Um, Maine is beautiful. Don't move there because I'm buying property there. Uh, there's not enough room for both of us. Uh, Utah. Yeah, you could have the biggest, baddest, tallest rig on the planet. Um, in the east part of the country, um, it's more difficult to overland. I grew up overlanding, by the way, in the Appalachians. Um, the Appalachians is what they, what they would say. Let me get some coffee real quick. And I grew up in that environment, and uh, we had tight trails, single track in some cases, that would take us where we had to chop trees. <laughs> I mean, we're talking backwoods country stuff. So most certainly, it's more difficult to consider. It's one of the reasons why I like Land Cruiser setups, because the low center of gravity, uh, the bottom of the rig basically closer to the ground, and what you have is a narrower vehicle to be able to navigate some of these obstacles. I'm a big fan of that. Um, three more questions. What have you recently been right or wrong about? Um, right about. I knew this COVID-19 thing was going to turn out similar to something like this. I also said the worst case scenario was a pandemic, before the pandemic even happened, a pandemic on top of social chaos or social discourse or disorder. Because if you have BLM, uh, ironically, it was near the election cycle, but if you had that taking place and then you had a pandemic stacked on top of that, you're looking at the, potentially the worst case scenario for everything that's going on good in the world. Uh, and here we are, <laughs> here we are. It's pretty insane, guys. I mean, we live in the best country on the planet Earth, and we literally are beating ourselves up. We are our own worst enemy. Um, Al-Qaeda and ISIS have nothing on us because we'll destroy ourselves. But good people, smart tactics, we'll be okay. We'll get through this. Um, what about the topic of training police? I'm not sure what that means, but I train police officers. If you listen to the last podcast where I talk about the Burlington Co. Factory, incident where a police officer shot an innocent young girl on accident, tragic circumstance altogether, the resounding feedback I had from LA, Los Angeles officers, um, both county and city, was they're not trained. One of the reasons that this is the case is because of the crooked ass politicians and weak leadership within these police departments. If you're running an M16A1 or A2 with an ACOG, that speaks and vomits weak leadership and bad policy. Um, this isn't rocket science, by the way. This is something that could be navigated in a conversation about ballistics, about reducing liability, about protecting officers and the innocent lives of tax-paying citizens of our communities, 
that we're policing. What I think we need to do is more policing of our leadership in our police and sheriff's departments. I mean, I just had the local Heber City chief of police. Uh, I just saw a news story on him getting accused of uh, excessive force by choking a, a, a citizen. And another officer reported him. Some people just need choked. I mean, if it's, if it's in the use of force policy and somebody's resisting arrest, then yeah, I get it. I don't think this was the case. I saw the video. I heard the other officer's case. Um, the witness testimony. Let's like, come on, dude. Let's just do our damn job. I've been there before. I've been in cultures and organizations where people do dumb shit. But we can't afford that in our police departments. We need the right training, the right equipment, and the right leadership. Jesus, you need a miracle of God to make that happen. Let me see. Um, will Wolf 21 products be able to ship to Europe? Right now, we don't do that. If you guys didn't uh, know it yet, I uh, have a CBD, CBN company, and it's called Wolf 21. It's called thewolf21.com. You can go there, and um, it's thewolfnumerical21.com. Why? Because of Big Pharma. Um, F Big Pharma. Look, when I got out of the military, I had mad issues sleeping. Manic issues. Not getting sleep causes many issues in life. Uh, compounding emotional, cortisol, stress, all of these psychological issues that we deal with. Um, mental health issues are compounded with a lack of sleep. So what did Veterans Affairs do when I was diagnosed with TBI, PTS, and sleep apnea? They gave me Ambien and Trazodone. Trazodone is a sleep aid, but it's also an antidepressant. The combination of Ambien and that and alcohol, because I drank to go to sleep because that's all I had, is a recipe for disaster. I burned down my life at the time. I feel sorry for my girlfriend, Lynn, at the time because she had to put up with my, my BS, my crap. Um, hope she's doing well. But that was just the circumstance I was in. I was dealing with some serious issues in my head and trying to transition to become a civilian. I couldn't pretend that was difficult for me. And Ambien and trans Trazodone did not help. I was out of control. I apologize um, to Lynn. Apologize to her family if I had caused any issues. Sorry. So I started looking into alternative, natural ways, paths. Discovered uh, cannabinoid systems and understanding them and tried CBD, which when it came out was like the devil. It doesn't even have THC in it. It's hemp-derived. There is no THC in hemp. It's like trace amounts. So there's no psychedelic experience. There's no hallucinating on CBD. Uh, it activates all of these systems, these natural cannabinoid systems that allow you to reduce pain, which I had chronic pain. Relax. Um, and then CBN. The combination of CBD and CBN allowed me to get my first night of sleep, of good sleep. And I, recently I had some guy who DM me said, why would you push this stuff? It does absolutely nothing. It's like, woo woo. It's not. Dude, I would never push anything that didn't work, literally work for me. I know woo woo. So it, there's no debate about it. I get the testimonials all the time. I've tried it myself. I've done it myself. It's completely legal. And who can, try it. Stop being a naysayer if you haven't tried it. Put down the alcohol, put down the ambient and give it a try. I track my sleep on an aura ring that I wear on my index finger every single night because I want to know what my sleep pattern is doing. Am I in REM for a longer period of time? Um, am I a long period of time? Am I getting that deep sleep that's required to repair? I want that. So yeah, the Wolf 21. I started that company and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of where we came from. The origins, helping myself. And I hope to help you. Let me get one more in there because I felt selfish talking about uh, my own company. Um, 
do you trust Sig as much as Glock? Saw all your GBS videos. So there's been these rumors with Sig that Sig had these issues. I talk with Sig and they're true. They did have some issues. Now, the overwhelming uh, data proves that it wasn't systemic, but they had some issues. Um, I can't speak to those issues because I don't know them off the top of my head. But every single SIG that I've used that I have, SIG 365XL, uh, SIG 320 AXG Pro, my favorite gun, 320X Carry Legion, I love them. They're flawless guns so far. Now, if I had a problem with a, a gun, I would tell you guys. The, the question is likely, do I like SIG over Glock? It depends. I, I can't use a stock Glock out of the box. My hands are too big for a Glock. Even a full-size Glock 17, my support hand will slide or it will lock the slide catch or release on a Glock. So I can't use it. Do that same thing with a 320 AXG Pro, and my support hand could ride so high on that gun that it might, it might as well be in a bench rest. So I'm a fan. I hope to build with SIG the ultimate concealed carry pistol. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if they'll talk to a little guy like me. We'll see. Uh, one more question for shits and giggles. Have you assessed the motives, plans, and phases from corporations changing America? No. I don't know what that means. We live in capitalism, where the entire point of capitalism in a democracy is to build and accumulate wealth. But I don't know what that means. Let me, let me move on to another one. Um, importance of physical, and how can someone start getting in shape? Good, good question to end this off. So um, let me tell you my routines because I, I don't really advertise my routine because I'm not like a gym head. I, I see a lot of these guys pushing all this stuff and I like to be um, realistic about stuff. I grew up in a culture where essentially special operators are professional athletes, even more brutal because our, we're getting abused. Like I always love it how guys are like, you're not old. Like why are you acting like you're hurt? Like, dude, uh, <laughs> I spent four years in the infantry and the rest of my career in a two decades career in special operations. What do you think I was doing every single day? I was load bearing kit on my back. I was carrying weapons with ammo. I was jumping out of airplanes, fast roping out of helicopters, uh, brutalizing myself every single day for decades. Um, I might look young because I'm Asian, but my body is like 90 years old. I have compressed disc in C4 and C5. Uh, my neck blows out once or twice a year. I have my hamstring ripped off the bone. I have TBI. I have a lot of issues that I deal with. When I was on active duty, I've, I've always believed in functional fitness because I didn't want the extra weight. Most of the stuff you guys see on Instagram and social, with these dudes with their shirts off flexing, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, it, it, you're just jealous. No, I just don't like anabolic steroids. I don't want my balls to shrivel into my body and get acne all over my back and be that guy. I just, I, I'm not that guy. I, I actually used steroids before. Um, what is it called? A st uh, replacement, hormone replacement therapy. And I hated it. Because it made me not feel like who I was. I didn't like the way it made me feel. So I looked bloated all the time. There's pictures of me like that. I hated it. So I can't do that. No offense to people who, who need it. Uh, some people need it. I mean, I, I know guys who were friends of mine who like have the testosterone of like teenage girls. I mean, it's just insane. So, um, my, my routine, routine is, is I wake, wake up every morning, morning four, four or five, five in the morning, morning and, I and I go downstairs in my, in my basement, basement and, I and I have a gym and I, and I do functional fitness. fitness. I, do I do cardio, cardio three, three times a week. A week. In, in zone, zone two, look, look that up. up. 30, 30 to 45 minutes in zone two on a bike or a treadmill. treadmill. I, live I live an active, active lifestyle. lifestyle. I typically fast every day 16 hours. 
I get, I get seven, seven hours of sleep every day at a minimum. minimum. I, try I try to. to. Mostly, Mostly it's five to six. six. Sometimes it's eight after a, you know, a run of three days of not getting sleep. That's my routine. I'm functionally fit and healthy. If I need to do a pull-up, I could do a pull-up. If I need a push-up, I could do a push-up. I do squat, I could do squat. I need to pick somebody and put them on my back and save them, I could do that. Am I training up for a marathon, a bodybuilding competition? No, that's a different type of fitness. I'm not saying that you're not fit if you're a bodybuilder, but you're not functionally fit, certainly. You're doing it for the aesthetic appeal because that's part of the game. I'm not interested in that. I'm not doing anything because I care about how somebody assesses me. I'm doing it for me. There's a big difference. Even when I was in special operations, I was an outlier. I used to, I used to make my guys kit up with me, and we would run to the range in full kit. Why? Because we had to do that in real life. While some guys would go to the gym and you know, back and buys for the guys, like I'm not interested in that. I don't care about how my back and my buys look. I care about fighting and surviving. Not, th- not surviving, thriving is what I care about. So, all right, let's talk about um, self-defense. We had talked about it before. Um, I, I summed up a lot of communication about how you can best have the tactical advantage in setting yourself up for success. Where I left off was what you wear matters. So we talked about everyday carry considerations. And I'm going to finish off with situational awareness, decision point, and then self-defense tactics for women and children. All the things I'm talking about, you guys can train with us at philcraftsurvival.com. We have training. We have 150 courses for first quarter. No excuse. Tangible training in a vertical is important, meaning you can go in your backyard. There's a state near you that Philcraft is doing training and take a ladder rung by rung and elevate your vertical and progressive preparedness game. Let's talk about situation awareness. I know situation awareness is such a vague, mysterious thing, but it's easy. What situation awareness is, is paying attention to your environment. There's, there's two points to understand about situational awareness that will make you understand how this works. The first point is we live in models. We recognize things as models. That's how we efficiently and effectively move and communicate and, and live in our lives. You wake up and you wake up in your home because you're in your bed and you recognize that as a model. You don't have to assess that. You don't wake up and rediscover things. You just know it. Because it's the model. Your nightstand's next to you. You're on a soft pillow in bed. Your spouse is laying next to you. You look out the window. You turn on the coffee machine. Heat up your black rifle coffee. You know you're at home. You get in your car. You know you're in your car. Because it's the model that we frame in our minds as a reference. We don't have to think about it. We just know it. Models are very interesting because... If you're in a situation where you're lost, let's say you're in the woods, the reason you're lost, the reason you feel like you're lost is because you no longer can reference the model. Let's say you're in the wood line and you have trees and you're surrounded by trees, but you don't recognize anything. There's no points of reference. There's no terrain features to recognize. You have an overwhelming sense of being lost. That's what that is, the lack of model. You need models because that's how we move. We move from box to box, literal box to box. We're in a box now. You're in a box. You're probably in a car. That's a box. You're driving. You get out. You're in a gas station. That's a box. You go into the gas station building, and it's a box. You go into the bathroom. It's another box. We like to be contained with these frames of reference of models. And then there's scripts. Scripts is the behavior, the actions, the physical movement of navigating technically through that model. So you pump gas in the box. You go to the bathroom in the box. You sleep in the box. You drive in the box. You text in the box. You you update your Instagram in the box. So now we have the scripts, the actions. So in situational awareness, what we're doing 
is we're disconnecting from the automation that's called the autonomic system in actions where you're made to operate efficient, to free up your consciousness, to do other things, to multitask. It's why you're driving and you're not paying attention to actually driving because you're on your phone, you're doing your makeup, you're eating a sandwich, you're doing all the other things, listening to my podcast, but driving is autonomic. It's a scripted behavior. So what I want you to do is do your scripted behavior, but with the capacity, with the leftover capacity that you have in your consciousness and your attention, I want you to pay it. Instead of being on your phone, instead of driving haphazardly and not paying attention because you're listening to the sound of my voice and the content, I want you to pay attention. The attention is simply the pattern. Look at the pattern. When you recognize the pattern, it's very easy to recognize what's outside of the pattern because you're paying attention. And then when you recognize something outside the pattern because it stands out to you, it's a noise, it's something you see, maybe even it's out of the corner of your eye. Instead of blowing off all the things that we typically do, because you're upstairs in bed, you hear a noise, it's the dog, it's the cat. Honey, you don't even have a cat. Oh. Well, I'm just too lazy to get off my ass and do something about that. So uh, let's just lay here and see what happens. Hey, I just drove by a car and I heard a woman screaming and she looked like she was in distress, but I'm going to pretend like it didn't happen so I can get back to Yellowstone on Netflix. So instead, your situation awareness is recognizing what's outside of the pattern, stopping and having a prescribed action to deal with it. I know it's hard not to be lazy. It's hard for me not to be lazy. I hear a noise. I don't want to get off my ass. I'm settled in. I got potato chips on my stomach. I got my bourbon in my hand. Like, I don't want to get up, but I want you to get up. I want you to force at a protocol called an immediate action drill, where when you hear a noise, you immediately get up and investigate with a plan of action. Not, oh, yeah, there's a guy probably kicking in my door. Ha, ha, ha. And you go downstairs and the guy, there's a guy kicking in your door. Where's your plan then? Too late. Have a plan. I'm not saying do CQB close quarters battle and clear down <laughs> to the living room and scare the crap out of your kid. I'm saying recognize that the things that happen in our lives are in pattern. When something isn't in that pattern, situational awareness is recognizing that consciously, but also having a plan of action. Have a plan of action. We talked about decision point. I, I've described that in another podcast. I encourage you guys to look that. That's on the Philcraft Survival Podcast. We actually, uh, Kevin Owens and I, started a curriculum called Decision Point. And then lastly, self-defense tactics for women and children. Um, John Leach, survival psychologist, studied survival his entire life. He took all of these significant events and catastrophe, studied them and analyzed them, and the came up with a, determ a determination. Some people live, some people die. His curiosity, why are people dying? At the bottom of the barrel, the most people who die are children. Why? Several reasons. One, they're not developed. They lack logic, reason, and experience. They have to be conditioned. Your children are like dogs. Yes. I'll say that out loud. Don't, don't take offense to it. Your dog doesn't have the aptitude, the, the logic and reason and, and intelligence, and has lacks of experience to be able to recognize and decision-make, especially under stress. But how do we train dogs? We condition them. We allow them to recognize sounds, verbal commands, hand gestures, and signals. And then... You act, they react. When you do that, you create a protocol, a means to control behavior, especially under stress. In the inventory, we have a tactic called the immediate action drill that derives from Phil Manual 7-8, which is battle drills, infantry battle drills. So when soldiers react, like reacting to contact, which is one of the battle drills prescribed in 7-8, they immediately respond. An example is if I'm walking in the wood line on patrol and I get shot at, I immediately 
individually move as a tactic. It's called an IMT drill to cover and concealment. At the same time, trying to identify, even suppress the enemy, if I can, to gain cover and concealment in order to put rounds downrange on top of the target's head, suppressing and then destroying. That happens immediately. There's no question. There's no cognition. There's no decision to be made. It's only action, immediate action. That's what it is. When you train children, you need to train them the same way. They respond well to sounds, pro words, audible tones, whistles, alarms. Because when you do that, you create a condition, even under stress, to move, to react, to behave versus contemplate in fear. That's what's really unique about human beings is we have a fear mechanism outside of a threat mechanism. We're walking down a trail, we see a snake. Oh, crap, it's a snake. That's probably natural. That's probably primal. Oh, crap, there's a snake. And then you freeze and then you contemplate and you think about your family and your loved ones. You don't want to die. And then fear creeps in and debilitates you. We don't want that to happen for children. We want them to react, to respond. No cognition required. But yes, as children evolve in age, we want them to think, son, when I blow the whistle, no matter where you're at, if, even if you're in bed at two in the morning, you hear that whistle, I want you to get up and I want you to run out the front door and I want you to go to the mailbox. And then you practice that. You practice that. You practice that. And then you go to the bottom of the stairs and you intercept your child as they're moving, and you say, there's a fire right here. What are you going to do? How is that conversation going to happen? I'm not sure, Dad. What did I do? Well, think about it. Tell me what you're going to do. I want you to work with the situation and the information that I gave you and figure it out. Well, I guess I go back upstairs. Yeah. How are you going to get out of the house? Uh, maybe on my hands and knees because you told me there's smoke. Yeah, absolutely. Stay low. Smoke inhalation. Scorching your lungs is bad. We need to stay low where the oxygen is clean. And then we're going to move to the escape ladder that I put at your window. You remember how to use that? Yes. That's what we're going to do. You understand? Yes. You're creating that neural connection. They need to think through problems while reacting in an immediate action. Self-defense tactics for women. It's easy. Carry a pistol. You want to defend your life? A 120-pound woman is very different than a 240-pound man. I'm not typically the victim being 240 pounds and six foot one. Not a lot of people pick on me. 120-pound woman being exploited, being assaulted, being killed. The discrimination of women in sexual and violent assaults is alarming. You know what balances the playing field? That 365. That P365 9mm compact pistol in your waistband. That's what it does. That's what I love about caring in self-defense. One, it is a responsibility of yours. Not for you. I, I don't care about your life. I care about your family's life. I don't want you to live with that regret for the rest of your life. When I put a pistol in my waistband, I think about you. I think about my family, friends. I think about the citizens on the street who can't protect themselves because they're sheep. I don't want them to go out like that. All right, guys, we're at an hour, keeping these under an hour. I want to say um, I miss y'all. I love doing these podcasts. My favorite thing to do in the world. I'll be in Austin, Texas soon, training law enforcement in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho on the 15th from 8 to 10. All that stuff's on PhilCraftSurvival.com. You can check it out. I'm going to train as a commitment to law enforcement officers across the country. I, I offer this value for you, law enforcement, civilians, YouTube, podcasts, etc. I am going to physically, in person, train law enforcement all over this country one week in a month for the rest of this year. It's my promise to you, men and women, who serve our communities and our country because you're putting it on the line. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Mike Force Podcast. Till next time, peace out. Thanks, guys. Tip of